Just a black powder podcast, kick up your feet, lean on your armrest, and get your mind blessed on this conquest. Hold a grip like a 12 gauge, let this moment kick. Black people moving and having some gun ownership. I carry weight, not to keep the camera safe. It's thinking about you, my kids, and my parents' faces. The big topics they don't wanna involve us. Think we're novice, but now we're moving hard with revolvers. This the black powder podcast, is getting it started. Primer hit the powder is lit. It's time to get on target. Welcome to another episode of the Black Party Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Yasuke Fett. And just a general reminder of your marching orders and why we have created the Black Party Podcast. The main mission is to change the social field of black society and firearms. How do we do that? I'm glad you asked. We talk, walk, read, write, and think about it. To find a better solution for a brighter future for the proper protection of black people. Join us through education, practice, and safety as we take down the stigma of black people and guns one discussion at a time. Is Atlanta the new Chicago? This is one of the questions that stuck out to me recently as I uh, watched this post made in the Bass Reeves group on Facebook. Bass Reeves is part of the National African American Gun Association. They are the Atlanta chapter. And uh, one of the members posted a 11 Alive news briefing on the differences in Chicago and Atlanta as far as crime in general. And well, the study was quite interesting. But one of the things that made me visit this was due to the fact that recently, around the last couple of, last week of June, there was a man who killed a subway employee and I believe he injured two other uh, two other employees of subway over some mayonnaise no it's not a joke no it is not something to laugh at this is the reality that we live in now I'll read this from WSB TV Atlanta channel 2 uh, as they covered this already and I'm pretty sure that there's been many other news channels that have covered this as well. This is pretty much all over uh, national news. It's gone from different channels uh, in different cities. So this is just adding more fuel to the fire as far as the back and forth about firearms. In my personal opinion, I believe that there's some type of civil war going on within the government itself, but that's neither here nor there. That's not what I'm talking about today. Today I am talking about the difference in Chicago and Atlanta. There is much difference. But nonetheless, the article states, headline is, too much mayo. Subway customer arrested after shooting two employees, killing one over sandwich order. This is posted June 27, 2020 at 412 by the WSBTV.com news staff. And it goes, Atlanta police are investigating a shooting that has left one woman dead in another critical condition at a Metro Atlanta subway store. The reason for the shooting? Too much mayonnaise on a sandwich, police said. APD responded to a Circle K gas station at the intersection of Northside and Markland Street to calls about a shooting just after 6.30 p.m. When they arrived, they learned two, two female employees had been shot after a dispute about the amount of mayonnaise on a customer subway sandwich. Ah! 
Police said that the woman who was killed was 26 years old. A 24-year-old employee was shot in front of her five-year-old son and is now in critical condition. Let me read that last part over again. A 24-year-old employee was shot in front of her five-year-old son and is now in critical condition. A relative told Channel 2's Tom Jones that the victim, Jada Statham, was hit twice after she pushed her son under the counter to keep him from being hurt. This is one thing I've been noticing a lot of lately. There's been a lot of people, well, let's just say a lot of women that are bringing the children to work due to the fact that, number one, they can't find somebody to watch him. Number two, they don't have, I guess you could say, family support to make sure that the child is safe. And it's just, it's going, it's, it's increasing. I find it uh, it's very, I don't know if disturbing is the word, but it's just, when you look at how old society was, whenever you actually had the family unit trying to watch out for other people in the family, and then you look at society today where you've got a lot of people trying to do things on their own to the point where they feel they don't need someone, and then they end up having to bring their their children to work with them. I mean, I know there's a day for that, but damn, I mean, it's crazy. And it just reminds me of a couple of days ago when I was driving home. I think I got off on uh, Fulton, South Fulton, wherever it was. It was, uh, I think it was Fulton Industrial. And I noticed that the homeless population is increasing there. Normally you'll see one person out there with a sign, maybe two at the most. But in this case, there was two or three people holding up signs on the left and on the very far right where the uh, right lane would shoot you up to the main street of Fulton uh, Industrial there was a mother with her child in the bonnet and as the mother held up her sign she was going back and forth with the child just talking to the child like everything was normal just trying to make sure that the child was I guess taken care of or acknowledged all while Probably in the back of her mind, she was like, how am I going to be able to take care of my baby? How can I take care of this child? It's, these are really bleak looking times and bleak looking moments in our lives. And I know that even though the middle class is dwindling away, it's just a reminder of what could potentially happen to you. You've got to realize that But I, I could see this having issues on our society overall because it's already bad enough that accepting a child who decides to have an alternate lifestyle, be they gay, straight, bisexual, whatever, some parents can't deal with that because of that it is adding to the increase of homeless populations due to the fact that the child is being kicked out of the house by the parent. That's not a viable solution at the end of the day. I mean, granted, yes. I know I'm a straight male looking from the perspective of the household that's dealing with the child who has decided to come out and tell their parents that about the lifestyle that they're living. And one way or another, that's your child. You decided to have that child. That child is in your life. You are supposed to accept them no matter what. 
And instead of continuing to push that legacy forward, you are ending that legacy right there by your own decision due to the fact that you're unhappy about the pathway that that child has decided to take. I don't know. I'm who am I to judge? I've got a daughter myself. I'm, that's another story, but it's just something that I have to deal with. I mean, I get I get both sides at the end of the day, I guess, because when the father is going to feel a certain way about his legacy, I, I get that. But on the other one, all any child wants from their parents is love, no matter what. It should be unconditional love. It's the parent's job to protect protect the child. It's both. It should be both parents' jobs to protect the child. But sometimes the option to do that isn't there. But I, this that's a whole nother whole nother episode, Jill. Back to the story. A co-owner of Subway said that a third worker shot at the gunman. He didn't hit the guy, but he put up a little fight, Willie Glenn said. A 36-year-old man has since been arrested. Police have not identified him. There was something wrong with the sandwich that made him so upset that he decided to take his anger out on the two employees here, police said. Atlanta police officers said that this was a case of someone with a gun who didn't know how to resolve conflict without resorting to violence. That's your first clue that this person was carrying illegally. I guarantee it. Jones talked to Statham's uncle, who said her son witnessed his mother get shot and that he is doing all right. Glenn said it breaks his heart. It just breaks my heart to know that someone has the audacity to point a weapon and shoot someone for as little as too much mayonnaise on a sandwich, said Glenn. The store's other co-owner, Al Bailey, said no one deserves to get shot over something so trivial. Everybody packing, Bailey said. What sense does it make? They want to dummy this society down? He wouldn't release the identity of the worker who was killed because he was waiting for family members to be informed. But he said both employees were young women who had just started at the local location about three weeks ago. Good on this dude for not mentioning that to the news because there's been, doesn't matter if it's regular people or celebrities, but nonetheless there's been people that have found out that their loved ones have been killed from the media. And at this point, they're not here to to console those people. If anything, they're mainly there for a story. So good on this dude for not mentioning the person's name and keeping everything under wraps until the family could unfortunately find out. I also gotta applaud the fact that they were able to get into a job just to make sure that they can take care of their family because we're still undergoing a even though it might not, the numbers might not match up, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I can tell you from going to work every single day at my job, I noticed that there's still certain stores around my work area that are somewhat on a, a like a COVID schedule, if you will. And that's mainly because they don't have enough staff to continue to allow that that business to function. Still don't know the reason behind it. Maybe people found other ways to make money. Maybe people are still getting uh, unemployment checks. Who knows? But nonetheless, you gotta applaud these people for actually going out and doing the job that most people don't want to do. 
They were just model employees, Glenn said. Glenn said the shooter had been in the store before. Interim Chief of Police Darren Scheiberbaum said arguments are the majority cause of homicides in 2020. Let's go back. Let's run that back a little bit. Glenn said the shooter had been in the store before. Arguments are the majority cause of homicides in 2020. Something tells me that this man had an issue previously to the shooting. We don't, of course, we don't know the backstory behind that because if anything, what media is good at is telling you the ending instead of leading up to the beginning because by the time we even hear anything involved in the situation, we're already close to the end of the story. We're not close to the beginning. We won't know the backstory. We won't know which direction that these decisions took in order to get us towards the ending or the final the final outcome of God only knows what it was. But there's a follow-up. Same channel, uh, WSB TV Channel 2 News. Police identify a man accused of shooting two subway employees over too much mayo, killing one. This is dated June 29th, 2022 at 3.53 p.m. Atlanta police have identified the man they say shot two subway employees over a subway sandwich with too much mayo on it, killing one woman. The shooting happened at a franchise of the restaurant at the Circle K gas station at the intersection of Northside and Markham Drive on Sunday evening. Police said the man became angry after an employee put too much mayonnaise on the sandwich and opened fire behind the counter. A 26-year-old woman was killed and a 24-year-old woman sustained critical injuries. A relative told Channel 2 News uh, Tom Jones that the surviving victim, who is 24-year-old Jada Statham, was hit twice after she pushed her son under the counter to keep him from being hurt. Police have identified the shooter as Melvin Williams Jr. He has been charged with murder, assault with a deadly weapon, and possession of a firearm during commission of a felony. So there you have it. Dude just he went ape shit. There's no other way to, to, to break it down now. Make it make sense. He went ape shit. I just don't understand how a dude who's 36 years years old, 36 years old of age, whatever you want to say, he's he's an old ass man. Oh, granted, he's like one year my senior, but nonetheless. Excuse me, one year my junior, but nonetheless. He's old enough to realize that you just don't go out in the street and do shit like that unless he's got God only knows what type of personal problems going on in his life. And I'm not saying that to justify what he did or say what he did was right, but nonetheless, the world doesn't owe you understanding. The only person that can fix your situation is you. I know it's real easy to sit back and say that people might not have the right resources, especially in the case of people who may be living in somewhat more impoverished areas, but still, there's got to be something out there. The stigma of going to church to find a solution, I know that there's some churches out there that are questionable, but you also have some churches out there that will try and do what they can in order to help rebuild people so they can function in society. Sometimes those churches aren't close enough to provide a solution like that. 
But I don't know the whole backstory behind Milton Williams Jr. I don't know where he came from. I don't know what his motivation was. I don't know what his issues are. All that I know is there's a dude that went out there committing murder, assault with a deadly weapon, and possessing a firearm during the commission of a felony over some damn mayo. And that brings me to the next point. Chicago versus Atlanta. Is Atlanta worse as far as crime than Chicago? The way that things keep happening on the news and the way you just keep looking up and seeing all this stuff going down, it does make you wonder. Because everybody knows the, the backstory of Chicago. I mean, especially with their quote-unquote mayor, whatever you want to call it, uh, Beetlejuice, whatever. But in our situation, there's just some sort of obsession or some sort of love with, you know, the whole, as far as people out here committing this stuff, you know, the street gang mentality. I was having this conversation with a couple of co-workers of mine, I believe it was yesterday, and ultimately... I said, you know who's got the most street cred out of everybody on the streets? The person whose name is on the deed. But at the end of the day, I mean, if they've got these, if they got these buildings rented out or, you know, under government assistance programs or whatever, and they're getting their money, that's all they really care about. But, uh, lack of a better description, they don't really give a damn about the people that live there. As long as their check keeps coming in, they keep getting paid for housing these people. And keeping them impoverished. That's the main thing they're concerned about. That's the most street cred out there. And in my opinion, those are the most gangster quote-unquote killers out there too. Because no matter who comes into their block, they always are responsible for the deaths of those people because it happens on their property. Now, I don't know how that affects the insurance or if insurance really cares about that situation. But nonetheless, the fact of the matter is that Deaths happen in those areas every single day. Chicago's the same. Atlanta's got its areas that are the same as well. This is 11 Live News entitled Verify Atlanta Crime versus Chicago. Here's what we found. We crunched the numbers and adjusted for population. In Atlanta, you're more likely to be a victim of murder, shootings, and aggravated assault than in Chicago. Because of the number of shootings in the city of Atlanta recently, a lot of people are obviously concerned. And this is posted a year ago. Published May 17th at 8.04 p.m. Also updated May 18th, 2021 at 10.54 a.m. 19 shootings and 16, 16 deaths in one weekend are enough to leave most people on edge. When we posted an article about the weekend of violence, many comments flooded in, making a similar comparison. These are quotes from their Facebook page. Another Chicago. Atlanta, a.k.a. the new Chicago. Is Atlanta trying to outdo Chicago? Question mark. The question. We set out to verify if Atlanta's crime rate is worse or similar to Chicago's and if you're more likely to be a victim of certain violent crimes in Atlanta. The sources. APD crime data for 2020 and 2021 year to date. Chicago Police Department crime data for 2020 and 2021 year to date. And it is based on the 2019 census data as well. The answer, yes, 
overall and currently. So there you go. This is just the start of the article, and it's already saying that Atlanta is worse than Chicago. That's scary when you think about it. What we found to verify, we went straight for the data. We pulled violent crime data from Atlanta Police Department and Chicago Police Department for both the years 2020 and so far in 2021. In both departments, crime are broke, the crimes are broken down by shootings, murder, rape, robbery, aggravated assault, burglary, larceny from auto, larceny from other, and auto theft. We looked at the most violent of these crimes, shooting, murder, rape, aggravated assault, and robbery. Makes sense to me. I mean, somebody steals your stuff, you get to walk away. Some of these other ones, not so much. Chicago is obviously bigger than Atlanta, according to 2019 data from the U.S. Census website. And Chicago has had more than 2.6 million people compared to Atlanta's half a million residents. To make the comparisons a bit more even, we broke down the crime rate per 100,000 people. We only looked at the cities themselves, so no metro areas, and we did not use data from sheriff departments. We also looked at the same time for both years, January to May. In 2020, Chicago had 160 murders, 650 shootings, 578 aggravated assaults, 578 rapes, and 160 robberies. For the same time in Atlanta, the city saw 29 murders, 172 shootings, 626 aggravated assaults, 33 rapes, and 255 robberies. But when you adjust for population and look at how likely you are to be a victim per 100,000 people, things change dramatically. The likelihood of being murdered in both cities is the same, six per 100,000 people. In Atlanta, you're more likely to be a victim of aggravated assault, that would be 124 people per 100,000, than in Chicago, which is 21 people per 100,000 people. The same is true for shootings. The shooting rate is 34 per, 34 per 100,000 in Atlanta and 24 per 100,000 in Chicago. Now granted, one thing to keep in mind is that Chicago is a larger city based on a death. And they're comparing a smaller city based on a death. So it's real easy to say, well, Atlanta's smaller than Chicago, so these numbers are overinflated, they don't make a difference, but when you look at it from the standpoint of size of city and the numbers are higher, if this is a petri dish and you introduce some type of bacteria into it, well, I don't know. I'm not exactly a biologist, but if I put some type of flesh-eating bacteria in a petri dish and, you know, let's say one was Atlanta, the other one Chicago, visually you would probably see how serious these numbers are. As for rape, Chicago is worse with 21 per 100,000 compared to Atlanta's seven per 100,000 people. For 2021, from January to now, Chicago has 195 murders, 865 shootings, 648 rapes, and 2,218 robberies, and 1,576 aggravated assaults. In Atlanta, 44 murders, 243 shootings, 55 rapes, 260 robberies, 260, they put 260 robberies twice, wow. I think they meant, okay, maybe they just meant 260 robberies, but nonetheless, uh, and 841 aggravated assaults. Again, 
Adjusting for population in Atlanta, you're more likely to be a victim of murder, shootings, and aggravated assault than in Chicago. And then it goes further down into the numbers and it's based on a percentage. So for every nine people per 100,000, there's a likelihood that you could potentially be murdered. And these are 2021 numbers, by the way. For aggravated assault, for every 100,000 people, there's 166 people out of that number. For shootings, you got 48 people per 100,000. Uh, rape, you've got 11 per 100,000. And robbery, you've got 51 per 100,000. Chicago, chances of being murdered is 7 out of 100,000. Aggravated assault is 59 uh, out of 100,000. Shootings is 32 per 100,000. Rape is 24 per 100,000. Robbery is 82 per 100,000. So just based on the data provided by the two police departments, while Chicago has more crime, you're more likely to be a victim of certain violent crimes in Atlanta. Makes a thing. Now, from my perspective, living in Georgia, close to Atlanta, we all have to live on a daily basis. We all have to make sure that we can survive and, and live healthy life and see our kids grow up and our family stay safe but it's it's real it's something to make you think um especially in the case of those subway workers because it actually said one of them shot back but when you look at the average gun owner now you know we spend so much money on firearms to the point where it makes you wonder how much money was spent on actual training of that firearm itself. I can guarantee you there wasn't much spent to actually master that weapon. Because in this case, you actually did have somebody that had a firearm that could have potentially taken down that 36-year-old craze. They could have taken down that person who decided to try and kill somebody over some mayonnaise. And when you look at how sick that is, you know, we have issues happen every single day over some of the stupidest stuff. It doesn't justify another person to take a life just because they got the wrong amount of mayonnaise on a sandwich or, or God only knows what. And I've gotten sandwiches that have like a shit ton of mayonnaise on them. And still, I walked away. If I didn't like it, I threw the sandwich away. I mean, I know that's a luxury, but nonetheless, nobody got hurt. To even be a responsible gun owner, you need to have the mentality of disarming the situation. You do not exacerbate the situation because you're pissed off. It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't let you walk away. It doesn't let the other person walk away. And now because of it, the life of somebody who God only knows if they've no let's just be honest they are not allowed to reach their full potential now because somebody was unhappy with the service they got I usually try and be a common collective customer no matter what happens no matter if I'm getting bad service or I'm getting the best service of my life no matter if I'm tipping somebody $2 $20 and no dollars the fact of the matter is, if you can't be a good human in this life in general, you don't need to be 
operating firearms. And I know that's easy for me to say sitting back behind a microphone. And it's real easy to, to look at it and judge people and say, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. You know, you're, you're doing wrong. You shouldn't be using firearms. But that doesn't change anything. Anybody can go and get a firearm. It's the scary part, but at the end of the day, there's also those people who do want to responsibly carry firearms. So if anything like this happens, they can potentially stop it or protect themselves or protect other people. Now, I'm not saying that's 100% guaranteed, but nonetheless, there is an option for those people to be able to watch out for their own community. And if anything, with all these laws that are currently being passed for people who are responsibly carrying firearms, it's only gonna be a matter of time before those people are looked at as felons. Despite the fact that they're doing everything that the government is telling them to do, which is the kicker. But nonetheless, if this is truly the route that Atlanta is going, you know, the route where people are getting shot over mayonnaise, all I can really say is, like everybody else, just watch out for yourself, watch out for your family. If you don't know what situational awareness is, I highly recommend you study it. Be safe and be responsible about the places you go to, the people you visit, and just your environment in general. And for God's sakes, if you know that you're living in a rough neighborhood and you're a decent person, I don't give a damn if you are the neighborhood mother, the neighborhood father, whatever, you need to leave. Because it's sad to say that if a bullet takes you out, what good are you to the future of society? You're not, because you're gone. It's real easy to say that, I know. There's rough areas all over here. Stone Mountain, for example. Stone Mountain doesn't have to be rough. Yet it is. Riverdale's another one. I used to live in Riverdale. I spent a whole year in Riverdale in the apartment complex. They changed the name now, but it was Popular Point. Never forget going home at night. And this is before I got into firearms. Going home at night, I had to go all the way up to the third floor. It's pitch black, especially whenever I'm working overtime. But yet, even in rough neighborhoods, you had people that actually gave a damn about the other people that were living in those apartment buildings. It's just the overshadowing of all of this crazy bullshit that's going on right now. It's really just you look at it and you realize that it's just eating away at what's left of humanity and people and scaring the people that feel like there's nothing that they can do in order to prevent this at the end of the day it will be up to you to protect yourself because the last thing anybody deserves to see happen to them is exactly what happened to that mother in front of that child's eyes Nobody deserves that. Even though that person wasn't trained, I at least got to give them credit for trying to make sure that they could fight back. And I'm surprised the news even mentioned that because normally they'll try and, and condemn and demonize the fact that the, per the other person, the worker of all people, had a gun. Which is crazy when you think about it because we all, a long time ago, used to have the mindset of going into a workplace and feeling somewhat safe but 
nowadays, it's just crazy. Everybody is armed. I tell myself that every day. I tell my girlfriend that every single day. Everybody is armed. There are certain things you cannot do, you cannot say, you should not even bring up on a consistent basis because you do not know what will trigger people. If I go to the grocery store, I'm getting my shit and I'm going. If I'm going to the gas station, I got my my head on a swivel at all times. And I'm getting one thing, one thing only. That's gas, petrol, fossil fuels, whatever you want to call it. And I'm, I'm bouncing. I love my sodas. I love my candy. But it's not worth going into the store. If it's broad daylight, maybe. Because, it is, but there's a small handful of, of gas stations I'll go to and do that. One of those is a gas station near my employee parking. Other than that, to be honest with you, it's racetrack or quick trip. I'm not going to small Exxons. I'm not going to like Shell gas stations. I'm just being honest. I'm going to where there's a lot of people, where there's a lot of eyes. And the lights are extremely bright at night. Should I have to be burdened with getting my own fuel at night? highly recommend that if you're a woman you avoid doing that i don't care how strong and independent you are at the end of the day the person who seeks to hurt you does not give a damn this is the era where we're gonna have to take care of ourselves you've got a lot of people calling atlanta the wild wild west and if it is you got to consider that the law was almost almost didn't exist in the west You have to watch out for yourself. Those good, decent, still civil-minded people, you have to watch out for yourself. And I'm not asking for perfection. You don't have to be a perfect person at the end of the day. If anything, all you need to do is care for your life and care for the life of the other people that is in that exact life that you're worrying about. Be smart about your decisions. And I find it crazy that we even have to get to the point where we have to tiptoe on eggshells around other people's personalities. But that's what we're living. It's a damn shame. Protect yourself. Because if this is going to continue, it's going to have to be on us. This the black powder podcast, let's get it splitting. We got the wisdom hitting targets with a mark with precision. We're having fun in the booth, we're running gun for the truth. Every future black gun owner, we're spreading the news. We do illegal, we're moving regal and blessing the people. Some hopes for the culture, we keep it locked like guns in our holster. Holding it down as we're loading the rounds. If they were nervous back then, right. then they're gonna be scared of us now. Black powder podcast, we'll be 